Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Trump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 181 of the PWT cast. My name is Trump. My name is Drew. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees, bringing this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as for uh, additional content. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Myself and Drew just uh, did a review last week of Scream 5, and uh, I know he hasn't watched Scream 6 yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I let him know the, the scariest thing in that movie was Hayden Panettiere's plastic surgery, uh, a, a good movie. And, and you know, I'm sure once he watches, we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit more in depth about it. Um, this week is a, another, another banger of an episode over at the Patreons and be myself and, uh, p- uh, post wrestling's John Cena talking the man with the iron fists, uh, the RZA came out with a movie a few years back and it's got old big dave uh batista in it um it's got a lot of fucking people in it actually and it's just it's it was an awesome movie that when i was like hey what do you want to review i was like this is a list of all the movies i want to talk about he was like i want to talk about this and i was like oh fuck yeah you know like again which uh like as you heard over on the you know draft pod like Dave Batista's just fucking taking over the acting world. And I hope he gets that fucking rom-com that he wants. I so badly hope that some studio's like, yeah, sure, come on. We have a shitty rom-com script. We'll put you in it. You'll probably do good. Um, but you hear that over there as well. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that one because that's just, uh, yeah, it was when I heard Rizzo was making a movie, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And, and it's like, and it's actually like really good too. Again, like for like a first-time <laughs> filmmaker, and, and again, a little bit of a, a spoiler going into it, you know. But it's like uh, Eli Roth, you know, had had something to do with it. Tarantino had something to do with it. So when you align yourself with those two gentlemen, it makes sense that you know uh, your movie's gonna come out better. Like it's just, you know, it, it wasn't just like some shitty indie movie that you're like, yeah, I, I think I want to make, you know, this. Uh, this more uh this martial arts movie no he knew what he was doing and yeah again a really fun interview and uh yeah that'll come out later this week um but yeah you know that's uh again uh patreon.com forward slash pwt cast um that's friday yes yes right now is monday yeah we have (laughs) we have one of sarasota's finest at least, you know, at least that's where I see him. But he's all over the Tampa area. He's the Gorgonzola of rock and rolla. He is the cheese. Cheese, welcome to the show. Hello, I am the Gorgonzola of rock and rolla. Thank you for having me, guys. 
Yeah. Of course. I mean, listen, as someone who's lactose intolerant, when, when Drew said we got to have the cheese on here, I was like, we can, but, but brother, I don't know how long I'll be able to, you know, stay, <laughs> stay on air. You know, I already had Chipotle before this and had to, to make a quick pit stop. But when he said, you know, no, it was, you know, uh, another possibly golden Eagles uh, member, you know, he's getting close. He's got to be he's getting, getting close. close. Yeah. When he was like, yeah, you know, the cheese been on the draft pod and stuff. I was like, for sure, fuck it, let's let's have him on here. But yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know, we we welcome the cheese. And, and again, Drew, obviously a little bit more familiar with the man as you've you've called a match or two of his. Yeah, man, we've uh, you know Jabroni, you got the got the call up what two three years ago with a, a local promotion here, and this this young young upstart of the cheese came out, and we were all like just taken by him. Uh, we're just like, this guy is somebody that we could definitely hang with. And we, like I said, we've had him on the draft pod before. And every time we go out there, we always at least spend a couple minutes with him, you know, when he's not, you know, signing autographs for little kids and, uh, you know, putting smiles on faces and all that good stuff. So, uh, um, he is, uh, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun to watch him and Hey, you know, he's a good wrestler too. It's not just a gimmick. So, uh, cheese, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I appreciate that. I don't know if I deserve that good of an intro, but <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm just coming off of a show for a new promotion down in Fort Myers area. Okay. Uh, yesterday called NRG. It was their first show. There was some names on it: Chris Masters, Gangrel. Um, that were really kind of a who's who of people that you would typically see in florida on the indie scene as well so yeah i'm i'm feeling good rock and rolling nice hey you meant you, you yeah. mentioned those uh those names like uh you know of wrestlers obviously we'd have heard of and you know if if anyone was curious as to you know how does the cheese go about getting trained well they'd be you know they'd be fascinated to learn that you were trained by another you know uh name familiar to the florida area if you ever heard of a of a small little company by the name of tna impact uh you were trained by jay lethal indeed i was uh jay lethal uh um Anybody who asks me anything about training, anytime I have a young kid who asks me at a show or whether there's somebody who's looking to get into the business, I always tell them to go to the wrestling lab because uh, Jay has expanded. Not only is it uh, Jay that's training, um, but he also has Big Con, formerly of the Ascension. Now he's um, he's doing some big things in Impact Wrestling and also, uh, AEW and former WWE superstar Matt Seidel is there as well. So he's got a really good crop of teachers, but, you know, I'm biased. I started out with Jay, uh, but Jay's the guy. He's an amazing coach. He's an amazing teacher. He's an amazing instructor. Like, being somebody who got into the business a little bit older, um, he was able to work with me. It's not like I'm like, you know, using a walker or anything, but in like pro wrestling years, maybe, uh, I started whenever I was almost 32 and Jay, uh, helped me throughout all, you know, all the struggles. And, you know, I, I, I was an athlete in high school and got injured and couldn't play anymore. And then I'd gotten out of that. And the only thing I ever wanted to do really was wrestle. And it's still, I wouldn't say it is today. Today's the most open it's ever been, but uh, um, it 
it was kind of closed off even about five or six years ago. And so I never really thought about it as a possibility. But when I walked in the doors, you know, Jay, Jay gives you the tools. And uh, he certainly gave me the tools. And he's kind of set me off on my own here in Florida. And I've kind of been to, you know, most of the counties and most of the corners of Florida as an indie wrestler. Now, okay, Jay, you know, like we mentioned, like, oh, it was a small, oh, I said at least it was like a small little company, but like Impact, again, having, <laughs> when you see them come from, you know, like Jay Lethal, just, you know, one of the, one of the young guys over in Impact to, you know, now he's main eventing, you know, shows against Orange Cassidy for the, uh, international championship or whatever it is that they're calling the shazam the shazam fury of the gods <laughs> championship title you know but i got to imagine for you like it's one of those you see something like that and it's sort of um uh you know it, it makes you feel like oh okay this is the right choice because i know from i have a lot of you know obviously a lot of friends that are wrestlers and just you hear it sometimes where it's like like tra- train with someone who sort of knows what they're doing you know because it's it's very easy for just anyone to open up a you know a wrestling school and to like yeah i i wrestle i've wrestled before and you know it's like well yeah technically you've wrestled tech you know technically it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not that hard to you know to say like yeah me you know me and drew can go in there in a, a six man with you not do anything like yeah we we've wrestled before yeah. uh like but say, if you if you cut hair once you're not a barber yeah cut hair, right cut hair once <laughs> cutting hair once does make you a barber but um <laughs> What like so obviously again Jay Lethal wealth of knowledge. What what would you say has been like the most, uh, be it inside of the ring or outside of the ring? What's the the one thing he's taught you or said to you that you know when again when a younger wrestler asks you, you say actually, you know Jay Lethal once told me blah blah blah. Um, you know that's tough because he really has uh he's taught me quite a, a lot and uh knowing him on a personal level you know going you know, hanging out with him, having lunch or going to his house or just uh, seeing him at training or whatever. It's still kind of surreal because there's still this reverence I have for him where I'm just like, he's like, and he always refers to me as cheese. He's like, Hey, why, why would you ask that question like that? Or why would you say it like that? And I'm just like, you're still Jay lethal, you know, like (laughs) you're still somebody I watched do a woo off with Ric Flair and, you know, you're still somebody I watched come in and just like bulldozer over all these other characters because of your charisma and because of your amazing athleticism. But from a technical standpoint, um, and this is something I've carried over into my, into my personal life and into, I try and carry it over into the ring, but, uh, he's really focuses on no wasted movement. And, in the ring, that's like, you know, if you if you go for a, if you go and you clothesline a guy, don't take two extra steps after you clothesline that guy, you know, because then you're you're one you're saving energy, and two you really don't want to. I mean, it, there, what's the point in like running three to four extra steps after you clothesline somebody? So like, you know, he's like really just take that one step and step back and then get back into the action so uh outside the ring i use it uh, in my day-to-day life you know like no wasted movements on don't don't waste time on the things that are going to kind of slow you down that's just extra doesn't mean anything 
isn't going to move things forward. I'm, I'm also a small business owner. Um, so I, I try and use that in my small business as well. I, I love that. No, yeah, it's very much like, uh, some, yeah, you know, like it, it's something with, with Drew specifically, that's one of those things where like, I've, I've talked about with him where I'm just like sort of this, uh, me like 29 going on 30 where it's sort of one of those things where it's like i don't want to fuck it like i just i don't want to waste time it's just like get to get to the point you know like it like you mentioned i i uh i realized today speaking of that like as did as we're recording this right now i am exactly six months away from 39 going on 40 and boy was i thinking that today about like God, I got to, I didn't say no wasted movement, but that's going to be my, definitely my, uh, you know, my, my motto the next six months. Like, I feel like I got six months to get my shit together. <laughs> well, and, and I had to imagine too, like, cause I was, I was having this conversation yesterday as, uh, I, I was at, a, I was at, um, uh, some friends of the show, they, they had a concert, we went to go watch them. And like, one of the things I asked my buddy was like, Oh, I was like, are you nervous? And he was like, no, like I've, I've, I've done this so many times before. He's like, but the beauty of it is if I fuck up, I'm not going to like, no one's going to notice unless it's, unless it's something on the scale of he like trips, falls, you know, elbows the drummer and everything, you know, goes to shit. I'm, I'm, it's very much the same way. You know, I'm sure with you when you're in the ring, you know, where if you flub yeah. a move, unless every, unless again, it's something to the point where everyone's going to, you know, you fucked up, you fucked up, you know, you're not stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but it's very easy to, you know, sort of just keep going with it. And I got to imagine that don't put anything extra into it. Very, you know, that mindset is, is as far as what, you know, technically when you're in the ring, that's got to help so that. You know, you know, you know, again, slam them and then try a little pomp and circumstance. And then again, you trip over yourself and it's like, why didn't I just fucking go for the pin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to totally take a dump on your point, but it, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a guy who comes in the ring. I have pockets sewn into my singlets where I throw cheese and I like craft singles. Uh, and I just I throw them out there. I use them in the match. I chop my opponents with them. Yesterday was an outdoor show, so it was like I took a I I took a piece out, and it was so hot and we were so sticky that I did it. I chopped my opponent uh, in, in on the chest with a piece of cheese that stuck. People <laughs> could argue like, "Hey, man, I feel like throwing cheese is a wasted movement," but uh, in my world, it's really not. And if I if if I flub a move, and I have many times yeah the best thing that i can do is add that little bit of pizzazz where where i you know grab some cheese out of my singlet and uh start chucking them in every direction and everybody's like wow yeah <laughs> so l- let's address that because i think like as wrestling fans we've all had the like in our mind where it's like, yeah, if I ever become a wrestler, I'm going to, you know, everyone, of course, everyone is like, Oh, my wrestling name and character. This, like, you know, you have someone again, like Tony Khan, who was just like, yeah, I had fucking notebooks full of this. Like I'm ready to go like dynamite. Yeah. This, I, I took care of this th- 30 years ago. Like I'm good. Uh, but yeah, with, you know, with you, you're the cheese. Where does the cheese come from? Oh, the cheese origin story. So it uh, partly came by the comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, 
Yeah, that's something that may or may not be in the works, but uh, it's amazing. I, <laughs> I am, uh, I, I, I can totally attribute this uh, part partially to Jay Lethal as well, because when we first started um, uh, training, you know, you go through the basics of training, and you go through the your your drills that you need to learn your basics your fundamentals that you need to learn to become a wrestler um, of course jay gives us those tools but then there's also the part um that i was most ready for which is cutting a promo and talking about character stuff now i didn't have the cheese in my head but i did do a little bit of borrowing from if you remember the old uh saturday night live sketch uh, that Chris Farley did where he was Dave Foley. Oh yeah. Uh, Matt Foley. Uh, Matt I'm Foley. living a van down by the river and I'm living off a steady supply of government cheese. <laughs> and, uh, it kind of matched up. And so, you know, you have people in the room, you have your peers, you have other, uh, coaches, you have other wrestlers that are already established on the indie scene. And they kind of sit in, listen in, critique you, whatever, and act as an audience. Um, well, I'm going around and I'm hitting everybody in the room and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a heel. I'm a bad guy pulling back the curtain. Uh, I guess this whole thing's pulling back the curtain. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad guy and uh, I say, you know, why does everybody in here look like they're about to break their chairs and – why do you all smell and look like you're on a steady supply of government cheese? And uh, Jay, Jay liked that. And I, you know, I said some other stuff, but I don't remember. But Jay really liked that. Um, and he looks at me and he says, you, you're really mad about that government cheese. <laughs> and I like uh, up to that point he was calling me country boy because i you know got a little bit of a southern accent and he's he now he started after that he started calling me government cheese and then he shortened the government cheese to just cheese and then everybody started calling me cheese and i was like well i think i have something is this having something i don't know what having something in wrestling really is but at that point I did. And so I just went all in, man. I, uh, I got a, I, I did a, and I'm probably giving you more than what you want right here, but I was, I did this, uh, my love of wrestling came from, uh, my grandmother and grandfather both passed away now at this point, but I watched wrestling with them s since I was a little boy. And then my, uh, when my grandfather passed away, uh, my grandmother and I watched it together to feel closer to him. And um, I went through all the training and everything, bought gear, all that stuff became the cheese, everything, just because I was wanted to do one match for both of them. Like as kind of a, for me, doing it for them was also doing it for me, if that yeah. makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so then I was just going to do the one match. I did the one match and, you know, it just kind of caught, I caught that bug. I caught that fire. I'd already had it in training and working and learning from Jay Lethal. But when you work a show 
and you get the feeling from that crowd and at least one or two people in that crowd acknowledge you. It, it was just like, unlike anything I'd ever felt before. And then since then all around Florida and South Georgia, I've, I've, uh, I've felt it more and more. And here I am probably about four years later, <laughs> still doing my thing. Yeah. So, well, like I said, man, it's like people love you. And I mean, it, it, that goes from like kids. Like I said, you know, there, there are definitely, you know, the kids coming after, after you, but shit, there was a guy, a guy I work with. I was telling him like, Hey man, we got another show coming up next Friday. Uh, Kingdom of Wrestling, Munchies or Mayhem at Munchies, March 17th, yeah. Minnesota, Florida. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I told him, I was like, Hey, we got a, another show coming up. He's like, Oh man, is it she's going to be there this time? <laughs> like, cause he, I think he went once where you were there and then once the one you were, you were, uh, off and it was like, I was like, yeah, he's going to be, be back. And he's like, Oh, he's like, awesome, man. I can't wait to see him again. Like, like people love it. Like it's, it's something that like you connect with people like on a, on a level that's, and even like, you know, it's funny you saying that about being a heel. Cause I think the first match we called against you and captain Aaron Nova <laughs> It was supposed to be you were supposed to be the bad guy, and you know, like nobody in the grindhouse was having it. Like no. everybody was just like, "No, this is our fucking guy right here." <laughs> that that was another moment that was just amazing for me. I mean, it's small. People that are listening yeah. to this probably are just like, "We've never heard of the cheese. We don't uh, we don't know who yeah. this guy is." To me, that was like it's still like a big moment in my head. I've worked with big names which have been monumental successes for me, you know, like I'm very proud and happy about all of them, but just the time when I came out and I was supposed to be the heel and everybody like the roof came off the place (laughs) and and they were cheering for me. And I stood across the ring from my friend and he was just like, Hey, you're not the heel anymore. (laughs) I said, (laughs) Oh, you think? <laughs> it's funny, like because you know, again, like you talk about, you know, the the cheese, the, the this per, the this persona of the cheese, and wrestling is just it's such a smorgasbord of what do you like? You know, like if you ask some, like if if you ask someone, you know, a, a wrestling fan, you're like, who's the smart? You know, who's who's the best professional wrestler right now? Who's the smartest professional wrestler right now? You know, you might get your. Your, your John Moxley's or your Roman Reigns or Cody, something like that. But, like, you ask me and I go, Danhausen. Danhausen's the smartest yeah. person in the world. You know, he, like, yeah. I I know firsthand how much this, you know, how much merch this guy can sell. And, you yeah. know, you think about it. And, like, I was very happy, you know, like, to see my friend get to go and wrestle at Revolution, and they actually let him. You know, it wasn't just yeah. He had the oh, I'm gonna curse you spots. But he's out there fucking throwing suplexes and you know wrestling, and it's like good. But that's you know, it's like that's not where the money is. It's like, you know, it's like people just want to see him. People want to go to a show and go. I don't know who that weird Dracula zombie thing was, but I want to come back to the next show. Very much <laughs> the same way, you know, like like you know, Drew's coworkers are like, who's this cheese guy? I gotta go see that because. Like, and like there's some like to me that's that's the beauty of independent wrestling you know like it's you go to these smaller shows and it's typically people you you know maybe a name or two a, a chris masters or a, a carlito someone that you've seen before 
But you leave right. that show going, this fucking cheese guy grabbed a piece of cheese out of his pocket and then threw it at his <laughs> opponent's face. And that's how you won the match, you know? Like, um, do you find, do you find uh, again, a lot more of these like smaller indie shows that it's, you know, people, people like you who, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're, you're, you're trying to stand out more, you know, you're with your more original gimmicks, or is it more so like, again, the, the Chris Masters, the, the Jay Lethal's, the, the bigger names that afterwards, you know, that they're more impressed with them? Um, yeah, so my philosophy is, it's like, when you're on the indies, and when you're in my position, quite frankly, you're... I'm not saying I'm more hungry than Jay Lethal or Gangrel or anybody who's on the scene, but facts are facts. Those guys don't have to work as hard as I do to get the attention of the crowd. And, and, and I don't want just attention. I take it to another level. I want to, I want to give them an immersive experience. Um, when I go out there and I throw cheese, you know, like I, I, I mean, I'm giving away some of my own secrets, but I'll pick like the oldest lady in the crowd and I'll kiss the piece of cheese and I'll throw it to her. And it makes her night makes granny's night. You know, like I love that. I want to make all four corners of that ring, everybody outside of it. I want to make them feel welcome. I want to make them feel like they got their money's worth. Um, And I want to, I mean, quite frankly, I want to be known. I want, I want to do that. This is a year where I'm trying to branch out of Florida. Um, I've wrestled for almost every major promotion, like indie promotion that is in Florida. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that people look for characters like my character. I'm, a I, I look like a throwback you know, some kind of weird amalgam of macho man with the glasses and, and ultimate warrior with some of the tassels and Ric Flair with, you know, I borrow from everything. I borrow from Colt Cabana, you know, like with the, where he is like super smart with everything he does in the ring, obviously outside of the ring too, but um, super engaged and it's subtleties and all that. So I'm, I'm kind of an amalgam of a lot of different characters, but I want to give the audience that comes to see the show that I'm on. I want to give them something that they're going to remember and take with them. And I work hard to do that every single show, whether the show has 14 people or, you know, 1400. And I think in doing that, you, you referenced Dan Housen earlier, you know, Danhausen belongs to a lot of people, right? When he was tearing up the Indies, um, people, the people who first saw Danhausen, like and and in their mind discovered him, he was theirs. Mm-hmm. And now he's a major guy. You know, he's on pay-per-views, he's on national TVs he's doing all the things that are really cool, but he's like, if you first start watching him on the Indies, he's yours, you know? Yeah. So that's evergreen. And I don't want to be moldy cheese, but I want to be evergreen to people, 
you know, <laughs> the, the people that watch me. And so not only do I throw cheese to people uh, in the ring, not only do I use it as a weapon, but at, after the matches, I go around and I'm picking up the cheese so that the young kids are there, that they see that I'm not littering, I'm not leaving a mess, trying to set a good example. But also, like, that part is, like, it's unreal to me. Like, talking to people, signing an autograph, hugging people, like, people actually, like, coming up to me and just be like, I want to buy your T-shirt, I want to get a picture with you, can my daughter, or can my son, can my whatever get a, like, it is, it blows my mind, but I'm so, 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 so proud because I belong to them, you know? And that's what I want. You know, I want, uh, that's the best way to have a fan base and the best way to spread your love and your, what you want to project out into the world, uh, whether it's professional wrestling or whatever is I, I want to belong to them. Yeah. And you know, like you, you saying that too, it's like I, I think that's maybe why we uh we click so well like with the draft pod and everything. Cause like, you know, we we try to be that like, you know, positive thing too for people. And like we were just like once we saw you kind of doing that stuff and not like, you know, you're not talking down to people, you know, even in promos, you know, it's not like, you know, you're not like, you know, going for jugglers or anything like that. You know, you're just right you know, you're keeping it pro wrestling and not like anything else. And it was just like, yeah, this dude, we can definitely like, we could definitely hang with. And I, like I said, it, it definitely comes across. And yeah, once uh, to me, it's just one of those things where you can see it. And like, like I said, yeah, you're, the, you know, the gimmick's great, but like, you can also like go in the ring. Like there's how many, you know, there's been lots of people that have like a killer gimmick, but man, from bell to bell, it's just like, Okay, I guess we're uh, <laughs> how how much longer we got? What's well, this one going? Seven minutes? It's gonna be a long one. So, uh, but like, I don't feel that, and like, you keep it like even that, like you keep people, you know, you keep, you know, with bringing out the cheese even in the match or whatever you do, like you're you're keeping people invested the whole way. Like nobody's ever bored watching the cheese match, which is which is awesome. I appreciate that. That. That's it's always the goal. Question. I just wanted to talk you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it. That's, yeah. I, I, it feels good to hear that because, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't, I obviously don't consider myself the best wrestler, but I do, I know what I do well. Yeah, and I try and stick to that, and I will adjust to other people's styles. Mostly, people adjust to my styles, and it. And that's that's another thing that's truly humbling and feels good to me when when I when somebody says uh, like other workers will message me or they'll call me or whatever. And like, hey, man, I heard we're working on this. show, And I'm like, I I'm like, that's awesome. I can't wait to do it. And they're they feel the same way. They're like, I, I dude, I'm so stoked. I have so many ideas. I want you to hit me with the cheese. I want you to shove it in my mouth, shove it in my pants. Yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> and it's it's really nice to have that validation from from your peers and people yeah. that watch, you know, about cuz I, you know, I'm like I said, I don't consider myself the best wrestler at all, but I do pride myself in, you know, my fundamentals and the way that I carry myself in the ring. Yeah. So you mentioned you like again, you've worked practically every Florida independent, you know, uh, independent company that that's out there right now. 
who'd you say has been your favorite opponent so far? Because again, like you, so like what, the one of the things that you mentioned specifically that sticks out sticks out to me is like the when when your opponents are like oh like when they're starting to come up with the cheese spots for you to do to them like that's gonna feel again very validating where you know i'm sure there's some people who uh you know probably like oh, i don't want don't don't stick cheese down my pants and i'm sure there's other people that are yeah. like and then you grab a brick of gorgonzola and you shove you know like, like who, who's been your favorite uh, opponent to work to work with so far oh that's such a good it's a, such a difficult and good question and i know that if, if I don't mention, you know, <laughs> everybody's, yeah. somebody's going to be pissed, but uh, you know, I, uh, I gotta say, man, um, gosh, that's a, that's a tough one, but uh, you know, it's, it's mainly, uh, you know, your indie guys, but I would say probably, um, I don't know. I had a, I had an amazing, like a really fun match with my opponent yesterday. A uh, guy goes by the name of Pretty Rich Wise. And we, like, the reason why, and maybe it's just because he's fresh in my mind, but, the, uh, you know, he's he's done some extra work for the bigger companies. And he's that good. He's very talented. Um, but the reason why, in my mind, it worked so well and it was one of my favorites, if, if not the favorite, uh, was because he was so open. Uh, he was he was one of the ones that was just like, oh, man, I'm so excited. We're working. This is going to be great. I already got these ideas, but I really want to hear yours first. And that's usually what's missing. People are just like, hey, hit me with the cheese, and then I'm going to eat it, and then I'm going to power up on you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, the power is in the cheese for me. Yeah. It doesn't give you power. It gives me power. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, Rich was, um, Rich was very like, he wanted the match to work. And we gave the people the, the, uh, exactly what they needed. And it was, you know, as you're not your typical wrestling crowd, it was outside of a brewery. And, uh, he knew that. I knew that. And we knew exactly what to do. And, it worked because we worked so well together in there. First time we had ever worked each other, but it was, it was fantastic. Like it was, it was so fun because he was willing to do every spot. I was willing, you know, like we were both just these willing parties and not to say that other people haven't, you know, I need to mention people like Cody Berenger from kingdom of wrestling. Um, I need to mention people like Logan Cruz, like these phenomenal athletes that, you know, uh, whether you've heard of them or not, please make sure you look them up if you're listening, uh, because these are guys that really uh, love getting into the gimmick. And they're just like, OK, I want to do this because I want to get the cheese over. Mm-hmm. And they're like, not you, but the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the actual dairy product. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's that's one of those things where I, where again, from having had, from having friends who have had gimmicks like that, where it's where you know where the appeal sort of becomes a gimmick. That that I, I like that you mentioned that where it's the best opponents aren't the ones who are just how can I use your how can I use your shtick to get me over. It's like what how can we use you know this this specific thing that you're known for to get us both over because. Uh, you know, again, it sort of comes back to like, you know, if, uh, you know, 
re- professional wrestling, you know, sort of at its core is uh, it's like dancing. You know, and it's like you can yeah, be the best yeah. dancer in the world, but if the person, you know, if, if I'm dancing with Drew and he's got two left feet, well, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter how great my spins are and how many times I could, you know, do this, yeah. that, or the other. It's like if we both don't know the fundamentals, then really, you know, they're going to be like, wow, the cheese is a great dancer. Drew needs to never yeah. get on the dance floor ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's actually. I'm, I'll feel a little name droppy saying this, but I also uh, feel kind of haughty saying it. But uh, Bushwhacker Luke, kind of in a, in a nutshell, in his own New Zealand accent, said the same thing. You know, oh, it, it's like a dance, matey. You gotta get in there. You gotta, you know, you know how he sounds. But he he he's amazing. Like I I've this is another thing that uh, outside of the ring or outside of the the ballroom you could say if you're talking about dancing <laughs> you know i learned from him on the road because we had a couple of shows that we did back to back on one day after the other and we rode together he, he rode with me and um he said essentially the same thing he said you know you gotta you gotta your, your partner's got to be able to work with you you gotta be they have to sell you have to be able to to give them the move and vice versa um, and you know, you don't go in there telling them what you're going to do. You, you ask, you know, and, and, it, and it's something that you both agree on. And if you can't really get there, then you don't really have that chemistry. And that's what I like where I like working with people that I have that good chemistry with. And most probably I'd say I've been very fortunate because probably about 95% of the people that I've worked with have been we've had really good chemistry mm-hmm. and it's bit because that we're both willing to work towards that common goal which is to to make those fans to make the people that came to see that show make them make them happy or make them sad and boo you know mm-hmm. uh so one of the things that you know we, we talked about before we went on air though that um i did see you know you, you posted about it was um you're you're starting up your own podcast which again is something that i'm always like the the amount of the amount of time is that like uh you know i'm on like a a date with 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 you know with a girl and i'm like oh yeah this podcast stuff inevitably always it'll be like oh my god me and my friends and it's always like we've always wanted to start a podcast it's like do it you know that's always my advice to people where it's like do it just like and if you're gonna you know like if you're gonna do it like just just go for it, you know, like, don't, don't hold back anything, you know, any stories. And again, I got to imagine, you know, with you being a professional wrestler, like you just mentioned, you know, Bushwhacker Luke, which I've, I've also had the pleasure of hearing that New Zealand accent myself in person. Yeah. I, uh, you know, so it's like, I got to imagine there's a, a few stories and stuff like that, but, um, tell us, tell us about this. Tell us about this podcast of yours. Yeah. So, um, the podcast is not going to be like overly wrestling heavy as an indie wrestler. There's no way I'm going to get away with not talking about wrestling, but, uh, the podcast is going to be called your own machine referencing. Um, you know, in, I would say independent performers, whether it's stand up comics or, you know, entertainers or, event hosts or small business owners, entrepreneurs, 
people like that who people who have built their own machine they don't have you know a hundred ton corporate machine driving them they still have to work for it you know but they're but they're making things happen they're getting noticed they're getting and and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're that they are currently an independent type person like um i am going to have you know luke on the podcast i'm going to have i'm also going to have a friend of mine who work who i have a um i co-host a uh a radio show with him uh on there he's he's an event host and he does all these different things and and i'm also going to have a friend of mine who owns a a um a bar that's themed after a blockbuster video called beer busters um i love that i yeah, oh, dude, you, I, if you're ever in St. Pete, hit me up. I need for you to come to this. You will love it. If you love anything about Blockbuster, like if you walk in, you see the white shelves and there's all the DVDs and stuff on it, but you can go up to the counter and you can order a beer from Billy. Um, so Beer Busters Movie Bar is the name of it. It's it's amazing. Um, no, but, I, you know, I know what I'm doing in like two weekends. There you go. Come out, dude. <laughs> I yeah. need you to, which, so I, you know, I do, everybody's kind of like on my case or they love to chide me a little bit because they say, oh, geez, you're doing, you know, 50,000 different things all the time. Cause I, I kind of do, you know, I just had a kid. Um, I run a small business. I, I run a couple of small businesses, one being a, you know, a, uh, you know, property maintenance business is kind of boring, but to me, it's, it's interesting because I I love what I do and I create it with my own hands and it's been successful. And I also do three nights a week. Now I do trivia. I host trivia. It's called trivia with the cheese. Um, and, and, and obviously I'm a pro wrestler on, on the independent circuit. So I've got a lot, a lot of irons in the fire, but I know that, um, there are plenty of people who have done either the same thing that I have or are doing it now and are doing it well. And they're not highlighted. They're not, um, nobody's talking to them about, about their story. Um, you to touch on Dan Housen again, Dan Housen would be an amazing person that I would love to have on the podcast. And this isn't just like, if somebody's made it, I, I wouldn't shun them from the podcast. Yeah. I'd still want to talk to them about their story. Now, whether or not Dan Housen could talk to me as Dan Housen or, Manhausen, you know, like, uh, I, I totally understand and respect, but the, everybody that has grounded out has, has do done all that grind work and all the, all the different many, many things that they have to do in their life. And, and they love that. They love the journey. Those people, those are the people that I'm looking for. Those are the people I want to talk to who have built their own machine. They've all willed, success uh in their way so your own machine is going to be about that and i've really got some amazing guests lined up already uh i've got people lined up probably about three months out and i'm super excited i'm super stoked uh it's going to be it's going to be available soon i won't be a direct competitor of you guys i promise <laughs> so <laughs> no see, and i see and i love that i love the, the the thinking behind that because that that's one of those things where um like for me with pro wrestling tees like i 
I was a customer of one hour tees, which was, you know, before pro wrestling tees yeah. came around. And you know, even, you know, like I in June it'll be eight years that I've been here. And even in those eight years, it's just like how every how much everything just grows and like, you know, it's of course from the outside looking in, it's easy to be like, oh well, you know. It's weird because we're in this weird middle ground where, like, we're a small business still technically, but also, like, yeah. hey, we, you know, we have merchandise for everyone that isn't WWE. Like, it's just, it's this weird sort of gray area. But, like, you know, the the one thing that, you know, like, if you talked, like, if you know, like, have, from having talked to my boss just about everything and from, from people in general, and I'm sure it's the same with you, where they're like, oh, wow, you know, you just, you have one, you have a small business. Oh man, that must be so easy. And it's like, yeah, now it is. And like it's it's like it's like if if it is, it's because now. But let me tell you about this failed one. Let me tell you about this yeah. other one. You know, like it's like I, I think about that with my boss, where you know, it's not like just one day. I got you know the, the story is oh, Coco Bano walked into this you know t-shirt shop, and you know that's how everything gets started. Yeah. You know, but it's like, oh, really talk to them. There was three or four other failed businesses or, yeah, I had this and it was kind of successful. And then someone wanted to buy it. So, you know, sold it. And like, that's the thing that you learn when you talk to these people. Like, I'm sure Blockbuster themed bar, you know, wasn't your buddy's first idea. You know, like no. it, it for sure wasn't like, yeah, this is this is I first draft, first draft. And it was the best idea. Like, that's just not how things work, you know, Um no. So I am always interested in hearing about those parts because the same thing even, you know, with wrestlers like you talk about, like, I remember, um, like, for instance, like reading Chris Jericho's book and, you know, him talking about how, like, he had an idea in his head of like this, you know, these are the steps in which you take to become, you know, this WWF superstar. And very quickly, life was like, nope, that is not it. Like, <laughs> you are going to do this for a good 12 years before, yeah. you know, anyone yes. even like thinks about it which again you i'm sure even with professional wrestling like it's that where it's like the there are the there are the cases where you know so and so wrestled for two years and you know now they're main eventing an nxt takeover and oh my god that's the the cinderella story but for all of those i'm sure you have your you know yes so and so has been wrestling for 20 years and uh they just got to do like a, a dark match <laughs> yeah right i mean yeah it's uh but uh, I I see that all the time, you know. I see I I do see guys, especially in Florida, because Florida is like a um, it's kind of a hub for pro wrestling uh, in a lot of different ways. Be not only because a lot of pro wrestlers live here, but there are like a huge amount of promotions in Florida, um, and there's a lot of different audience in Florida. If people don't think about this. You hear the Florida man stories and the, you know, different things. It's like, is it Florida or is it federal prison? Tell me where it happened. And it's, you know, it's like Florida varies so regionally because it's so big. There's 67 counties. I've been from, you know, that from tip to tip from Key West to Pensacola, there's a lot of different demographics here. And, you know, there's a lot of nuance with those crowds and wrestling crowds. And there's a lot of nuance with the small businesses and the stand-up comics and the entrepreneurs and all these different people who are just, they just want to love what they do, you know? And 
I, you know, pro wrestling tees is another one and I'm not going to get on here and, you know, grovel and be like, Oh, please uh, let me tell you how much you've inspired me. And, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I kind of will if you need me to, but I, you know, I, I do have my shirts on pro wrestling tees, but I, it, it's, it's one of those things where I know that it's not just like somebody snapped their fingers and then boom, it happened. Um, and having my perspective from a as a small business owner and trying to do these different things and make things happen uh, while living in the age where if you want something to happen, you have to make it happen yourself and there are more avenues to do so. Um, I would like to streamline the process of talking to people about those and give them exposure. You know, I'm going to have to build towards that ultimate you know, hey, uh, check out this podcast because this guy has these interesting different people on here from all walks of life that do all these wonderful things and they're making it happen. I- I'm going to have to work towards that, but that is something I'm. it gets me excited. It gets me excited to work towards that and gives me something to look forward to uh, because everybody's story is nuanced. There is no way you can tell me that like, you know, everybody snaps. Their, some people, some people do some businesses, some companies, some pro wrestlers, some stand up comics. They just have that it factor and they enter whatever it is. And then, boom, they're an overnight success. But that is a very, very, very slim margin. Yeah. And I it, it's my I don't feel like it's my responsibility, but it interests me and it gets me excited. And my gut. And I've learned over the last four years, you know, pro wrestling is the thing that has really got this thing rolling for me as I'm more me than I've ever been in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If that makes any sense. And uh, for the last four or five years, I have been rolling on this, you know, path that I feel whole and I've learned to go with my gut on everything that I do. And my gut keeps telling me, you got to do a podcast and you got to talk to these people, whether they've already made it, whether they're on their way or whether they've been doing something for just a little while. That's super interesting and that they're super passionate about. And it makes, you know, it makes the world a little bit of a brighter place through their creativity, hard work, you know, whatever. No, I, I love, I love that approach to it because it is something like, you know, kind of like myself, like myself personally with this, you know, while it is like the official podcast of pro wrestling tees, like it's, it's one of those things where I've prided myself on like, as far as it's gotten, it's been on like, I don't piggyback, you know, it's not like, Hey, repost this. Hey, email blast everyone that I've, you know, that Jeff Jarrett is on this week or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like nothing like, like it's always, it was, you know, from, from day one, it was one of like I remember like you know uh, approaching my boss with with the idea for this, and you know his, his three things were uh, one, don't ask me for money to buy any equipment. Two is <laughs> yeah. uh, 
don't ask uh don't ask me to ask any you know anyone to be on it and you know threes don't ask me to be on it which immediately we advertised them for episode 100 because it was like no 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 that last one you're fu- you're coming <laughs> on here you know but it's you know and, and you know it's 181 episodes which and probably more if you count all like the bonus stuff and patreon stuff and and things like that but like the one thing that you mentioned that, that you said specifically like this is the most me i've ever been like yeah. I'll go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes and I just like uh like I almost want to just redo that like redo my audio at least because I'm like I'm so much better of a you know I'm so much <laughs> better at this now but I think and much like with wrestling that you know we're we're fortunate enough that we have this we have this medium where we're able to physically see and hear the process you know I'm sure if you look back at a match a year from now you're gonna go, oh fuck, why why did I do I should have, you know, done A, B, and C instead. The same way that a year from now, oh, yeah. you know, you're gonna look back at that and go, Oh my I wasn't doing the the elbow thing then. Oh my God. Yeah. If I could you know, if I would have <laughs> done it against, you know, been my match with with Bushwhacker Luke, like, oh, the place would have gone crazy. And yeah. you know, and I think also and part of like just the fun of having your own podcast, and I'm sure Drew can attest to this, is hey, I know this person. And they're, they're, oh my God, you need to hear their stories. Like we all have those friends, those people that, you know, when you're mm-hmm. out with your friends and someone's like, yeah, my friend, Mike, this fucked up thing happened. And you're like, you think that's crazy? Wait till, wait till you meet Jared. Oh my God. This one time Jared fucking, he wrestled in Alec. Oh, like, and you don't even want to, you don't even want to tell them the story. Cause you're like, just wait till you meet him. You got to hear the story. And again, that's the beauty of you know, having your podcast where you can say, yeah, yeah. oh, my friend Samantha, yes, yeah, one time, you know, she uh, she, she went on a date with DMX and she's going to come on and she's going to talk all about it, mm-hmm. you know, and some people will be like, that was the dumbest story ever. Like, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> some, but then there will be those people who when they're, when you know, when they have friends who are like, I don't know, I've gone through all the, the episodes of this podcast. I need something new to listen to. They're going to go, Oh, my buddy, the cheese, he has this girl on who, you know, went on a date with DMX. You, you got to listen to it, you know? And again, whether they listen to it the one time and go, wow, that was fucked up. Or then they're like, well, I got to go back and listen to the rest of them. I think that's the beauty of, you know, the, the podcast. As much as it is over oversaturated with, you know, yeah. especially like when this was wrestling. Like, that's why it's like, no, no, no. The, 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 the fun bits are like the bushwhacker luke stories the why 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 does this person you know so uh pockets into his tights to to bring out cheese well he's gonna fucking tell you why yeah (laughs) yeah i i wanted to do a podcast probably about 12 years ago but you know the the market was limited on the getting the equipment and it was so far out of reach it's almost like you had to know somebody with a studio and all that kind of stuff and uh, but two things. One, uh, I feel like I should have you on my podcast. And two, I really want to talk to uh, whoever dated DM or went on a date. Oh, with I, I wish I knew. I was, one, one, yes, I will Absolutely. do. I'll get you in touch with Samantha. <laughs> one, one, 100%. I will, I, you know, I, I always have, I, I'll, I'll be on any podcast. I, I just, it's like, it's almost part of the reasons why, like, I, it's so with the rest. I was like, I think that's why I love going on first dates so much because it's just like, if it's not going well, I'm like, all right, well, 
do you know who Okada is? And they're like, no. I was like, well, I'm yeah. going to tell you about the time he fell asleep in my car to the Coco soundtrack. But uh, <laughs> no, I wish I knew someone that dated DMX. I don't know. I think I was oh, because man. I was listening to DMX like early in the morning. That's what was stuck in my head. Um, so, but I don't, I don't know anyone who's dated DMX. But I can tell you about the time I had lunch with, uh, uh, oh, what's her name from Clueless? Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone and Kenny Omega. You know, like that's oh, that that wow, I can tell. That's a- that's a who's who right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm very excited though to, to, to hear your podcast again, as, as I like to hear these stories, you know, especially again with like with yeah. small business, with like smaller business owners. It's just yeah. by having been in this small business myself now, it's always just one of those like fascinating things. Cause again, like no, but no, don't let it, don't, don't let the internet fool you. Anyone listening, don't let the internet fool you into think anyone is an overnight success. You know, you think even with, right. Right. You know, like even with podcasts, and I know he's not the most popular person in the world, but like Joe Rogan, who gets paid the most money, he gets paid all the money in the world to do podcasts. Like he'll talk about like, yeah, his earlier episodes were like these 30 minute to four hour fucking conversations with nobody. Nobody was listening. And, you know, now it's like. Spotify's like, here's all our money. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. backload another dump trunk of money in here. And again, that's not to say that anyone listening to this going, Oh, okay, if I if I do this, I'll be Joe Rogan. No, but you'll have fun. You know, at the least I would hope that, you know, if, if you go into it, whether it's a podcast or whether it's, you know, uh some small business you want to start up, just do it and like the Chi said be the most you that you can be at doing it. Cause that's the only way you're going to find success. And don't waste any movement. Yeah. Don't. I mean, <laughs> you guys are making me sound quotable here. This is great. Oh, a lot, <laughs> lot, lot of, a uh, lot, lot of, yeah, a lot of sound clips for you to, uh, to, to clip from this. Um, I'm just waiting for that. Uh, you know, that, that, that image, you know, they always got the Google images with the, you know, the quote and it's like, done over you know like and then the cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah attributed to the cheese and people are like wait what <laughs> wait what cheese <laughs> uh yeah uh before we get out of here though uh do you want you know do you add any, any, anything to anything to plug anything coming up i know we mentioned earlier you know there's some some upcoming shows and again with someone who's hustling his way through the florida independent scene <laughs> i i imagine there's a show or two that uh that you're gonna be on yeah, there's uh, there's some shows. There's actually a show coming up on March 17th, uh, Kingdom of Wrestling in Sarasota, Florida at Munchies 420 Cafe. Um, and there's also uh, every Monday night, uh, we call it Monday Night Cheese, but it's, uh, it's trivia with the cheese at Munchies 420 Cafe. And uh, so we, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, and I also do trivia on Tuesday nights at Beer Busters uh, Movie Bar, as I had mentioned earlier. And and then the weekend after that, I you know, I've got uh, some more shows coming up. But things are I haven't put everything in my calendar, but I I, I have a lot of things coming up in, in the Florida area and in South Georgia. And I am looking to branch out of Florida this year, big time. Um, I have a goal to hit three different states. So if there are any promoters, workers, or or anybody who's interested in bringing me in for trivia and wrestling or one or the other, both, I don't care. I am open. What, so, what uh, kind of trivia is it? 
Cause that that like that's I I I did like just a general trivia thing the one time, and I got one. Yeah. I got one. It was like a Simpsons. It was a, some Simpsons question right, and then everything else just like bombed. Where I was like, man, I don't know American history. I don't know music yeah. as much as I thought I did. Is it a specific genre or just? Well, you know, whenever I go to Beer Buster's Movie Bar, it's typically um, it's movie based trivia, movie and TV show trivia. So it's all over the place. Um, when I'm at a place like Munchie's 420 Cafe, it's it, it could be general trivia, but there's a theme always mixed in. This week's theme is Harry Potter trivia. So probably 50 percent of the questions, so about, uh, half of the questions are going to be. Uh, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. And so, and I do this at the end of the night. I say, you know, if you have a small business that would like to sponsor Trivia with the Cheese, or if you would like to have a suggestion of what theme for Trivia Night you'd like on Trivia with the Cheese, hit me up in my DMs or yell it out loud. And last week I said, I said that line. I said, after I said, yell it out loud, this girl goes, Harry Potter trivia. <laughs> All right. Next week we're doing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and everybody's just like the pop and everybody in the bar. It was the biggest showing I'd ever had, which helped. But like everybody in the bar was like, yes, Harry Potter. So I, I, I do custom trivia. I do it for parties and, and for corporate events and all that wonderful stuff. But, um, but yeah, I do, I, I go where the people beckon what kind of trivia they would like. The cheese gives it to them. <laughs> Man, I might have to, I might have to get in touch with you. Yeah. Come on, let's do it, man. See, again, oh. with, with trivia, it's always the one where, like, even you mentioned Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone, and I, like, I like, I'm like, okay, like, I like, I that's when I know somewhere, I like, one somewhere on one of my shoulders, I've got like a, a Sorcerer's Stone related, you know, tattoo. So I'm like, I think I would nice. fare well, and I immediately think about it now, and I'm like, I probably would not like the. Um, <laughs> we have uh, at the shop. It's this. It's uh WW it's like WWE trivia, but it's it's separated like eighties era or you know whatever they yeah. call that, um, attitude era and then modern era. And it was one of those where I I, I don't I didn't start till like two thousand five. So anything two thousand five forward, I fucking crushed. But when they're yeah, like yeah. they're like, which <laughs> year did Stone Cold Steve Austin win the Royal Rumble? And I just it, at that point it just becomes like I don't know, 97. I found out I've I've found most like it if you just say 97 or 98 for most of the like when did Stone Cold or The Rock do something? Yeah. It it's usually 50% of the time right cuz that you know that's the that's the sweet spot of the attitude era. Um but yeah, no. I definitely like if I'm again, if I'm in the air, if I'm in the area down there, I'm going to have to go down there for uh some trivia. I th- I think the movie trivia, movie and TV trivia would do a little bit better at. I yeah. I feel like you would do a good job at that. And, and you know, what? Hey, I'll come up that way. We'll do some trivia or we'll just talk about it like nerds. How about that? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say too, if, if you are in the, you know, even if you're not there on a Monday night or when there's a mayhem at Munchies, 
you go to Monty's 420 Cafe, get yourself a cheese sandwich or the cheese sandwich. Cause yeah, it's I mean, this DD guy's cheese. Got sandwich named after him now. Yeah. Yeah. DD cheese. That's what it is. <laughs> that's my finishing maneuver. The DD yeah. cheese. <laughs> I think that's when you know you've made it in life and you've got like food named after <laughs> you. You know, like yeah. I, I like, I I wish growing up there was like a specific spot that I went to frequently enough to where I requested a specific item enough that we could be like, yeah, can I yeah. get a scrump? Uh, e- you know, easy on the cheese yeah. or something. And but like, yeah. no, you know, it's like the is- closest thing I have to that is my the food truck at work. Is I just tell like I'll tell people like, hey, are you going up there? Like, yeah, just I said, just tell them. Tell him Drew wants as usual. That's the best I have. You know, I, I do, and, and I, I want to ask this question uh, now that, that we have the cheese here with us because this is me. So me and Drew were talking about it uh, last week on the draft pod. You guys talked about what's the fattest thing that you do, and I, 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 I said when I drive to McDonald's, which to preface it, it's about a two minute drive away and two, you know, so probably five minutes back and forth. Um, I always get an extra six-piece nugget to eat uh, from McDonald's to the way home because I'm a monster and I have zero self-control. Uh, yeah. And uh, Drew, what was yours? Uh, well, I've done that, but I also said that like my it's not like a go-to that I do. Let me just, but I have in the past pretended to be on the phone and asked somebody what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> And they wouldn't judge me for getting so much food. No, no Drew. <laughs> hey, those days are over, though. Look, I'm down like 45 pounds over the past year, so we're good. You look great, man. Thanks. Jeez, what about yourself? Uh, what What is the fattest thing that you do? Son, I have that that you mentioned hit home so hard because I do that at Wendy's every time. Like, it, I go, like, I don't even, you know, I, we can get in a debate later on who has the best fries, but I didn't even mess around with the fries. Like I'll eat them of course, but it's just like, it, you know, it's like, I don't even think about it. It's just like, they, I toss them down. I chug the fries. I eat yeah. the sandwich, but the, the, those nuggets, that's the, uh, that's a little bonus that I get before that. But I would, uh, I would say two things at, at Chick-fil-A, Say what you want about the uh, the Jesus's chicken there, but um, <laughs> if I go uh, on a Chick Fil A run for breakfast, mm-hmm. I will go and I will get the I will get a chicken biscuit and I will get one for my wife. And uh, on the way back, and I hope she's not listening; that she probably is, but it's okay. But on the way back, I will get some of the little sweet chicken mini deals. And it's like four of them. So they're tiny little chicken biscuits. If you've never had a chicken mini, um, and I will destroy them on the way home. And the fat part is, is I, I lick the lid of whatever sauce that I'm getting. (laughs) Like I tear that lid off and I lick it. Like I don't waste that sauce. (laughs) No wasted movements, no wasted sauce. There you go, baby. <laughs> uh, Drew, uh, what do you got? What do you guys got going on this week over at the Draft Pod? Uh, well, you will be able to hear the cheese on there. And since we are coming up on St. Patrick's Day, last year we started it. Um, we started this series we're going to do. Last year we did uh, living female redheads. So this year we're going to give some love to the males, and we're going to do male redheads living red male yeah so you know just you know we'll see we'll see we'll see 
how high, you know, a certain redhead goes if he goes at all. You know, we'll see how good of friends there are out there. And listen, you <laughs> you already know who my first round draft pick is, all right? Oh, uh, yeah. Andrew Santino. Love him on lo- love him on. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but hey, some other people that I love, of course, are the patrons of the show. And of course, like I mentioned before, patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. Uh, this week, myself and John Cena will be talking about the, the man with the iron fists. Uh, I'm going to sit down and record uh, some episodes of uh, Scrump's Detective Agency with uh, Vivian as I've just been very busy. And it's all right. We got crates this week, but he swears we are. What's up? I said, you swear that you're going to do that. No, 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 I listen. I am going to just. I'm going to record fucking ten episodes with her, ten episodes with you, and that'll <laughs> we'll bank up all these episodes. Um, now that'll be coming out, and as well as uh, a little behind the scenes, I've, I've I've got some. I've not shown it to you yet, Drew, um, but some new artwork that's been coming in. I talked about how I was, you know, retiring a bunch of the the old designs and stuff like that. So when you know when you're buying one of the, so that next time you're buying one of the cheeses T-shirts over at Pro Wrestling Tees, you can also pick up one of the new PWT cast ones. Not out yet, but you know. Um, you you can you know you you can go ahead and support the both of us much like the the wonderful people that support the PWT cast like Clifford Fraser like Jesse Kolenberg, Joshua Davis Neil Flanagan Jonathan Mayer Hot Topic Joe Ryan Crossley Vivian Anthony Torres my Godfather Jesus shout out Jesus shout out Jesus Steve Feast Rachel Sayarto Drew Kissler and then which is why I called him Drew because this week he is not the birthday boy uh you know today as we record this uh, it is the birthday of Jacob Taus who again I saw his band yesterday East Moon playing um I've been telling people he dedicated the set to me because at one point he shouted out the pro wrestling tees uh crew that was there for him I'm just going to tell people he dedicated the whole set to me. We love you, Jacob. Uh, Lucy Salgado, Sandra Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport podcast, Dickie Bird, and of course, Darren Kissler. Um, yeah, geez, thank you again for coming on, brother. I, I can't imagine this is going to be the only time you're on here. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I, anyone listening, I will come on anyone's podcast and uh, talk. But specifically, <laughs> not until I get on the Cheeses podcast first, right? He's got first dibs. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, anything else, Drew, before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. All right, you guys. Uh, we'll just send it over to uh, a friend of ours. All right, you guys. Well, for the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump. I've been Drew. And I am the cheese. Thank you so much. And this is friend of the show, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>